Welcome to the San Antonio Baptist Association. You're listening to a Sabbath Talks podcast. This is Roland Lopez here at uh, Sabbath Talks, and we would like to um, welcome around the uh, the table today um, George Ramirez, who is the pastor of the Springs here in San Antonio, and also Herb uh, Bison, who is also a pastor here in San Antonio of the Exchange Life Church. And we have with us uh, Sammy Lopez, who is the pastor of Mighty Fortress Christian Fellowship here in San Antonio. And so we will be... Um, uh, kind of just uh, kicking around and and sharing uh, today about um, well we'll just uh, this is just a conversation uh, a very uh, informal conversation but I believe it will have a lot of substance and so uh, I hope that you are listening uh, to this uh, Saba Talks podcast and uh, George uh, why don't you tell us uh, maybe kind of kick us off as to what's going through your mind uh, as far as um, uh, church planting and uh, church starts, and maybe even some of the trends. Okay, yeah, I was as we were getting ready for this podcast. I was thinking about how you know the trends of church planting have changed. There've been a, there've been a lot of different things going on in the area of church planting, and so the first thing that came to my mind was how many churches right now are utilizing different types of space to plant their churches. Uh, in fact, just a little while ago, we were in another meeting where they were talking about how there's a church, uh, a church here in San Antonio, a biker church, who's going to be moving into the Harley Davidson uh, mm. wow. facility, and they're going to be having their church there, which makes sense, right? Because if, if they're a biker church, if they're reaching the, the biker, they're going to go to the Harley Davidson Center, which they've opened the door for them to meet there. I mean, that makes sense, you know? And then, of course, there's other churches that we know of in, in that are part of Saba that have that have launched and started uh, right from the get-go out of the YMCAs. Yeah, uh, Chat yeah we have, Chat Shapiro has been one of the individuals that have been very instrumental in uh, moving in that direction. Um, I, I believe that um, Brother Herb Helbison mm-hmm. uh, is, uh, how long have you been now a uh, pastor of a new church, brother? Uh, so we kind of stepped into it about almost 10 years now. Okay. And uh, at that time, it was just about one family. We took over uh, a church plant, and uh, and so we, yeah, so we picked it up from there. So it's been about ten years. Uh-huh. And what has been your experience? Um, and of course, the trends I'm sure today has changed. So what was the trends back then that uh, brought you to move in a direction to maybe um, uh, where you're worshiping uh, in? In uh, in another church building, but y'all are cohabitation, and y'all, it's been working out pretty well. Right. Well, I think it's fascinating because I think that we're living at a time like never before, where there are stores that are closing down. I mean, there's spaces that that people are moving into and and, and meeting at, and that was actually what we thought we would we might do, uh, and we actually moved into a unique uh, situation where we are actually sharing a space with another church. And uh, it helps that my wife is married is is a is a daughter of the pastor, um, but I also believe that you know Pastor George has a heart because he knows that if we're allowing people to fall in love with Jesus, he sees that as as a win. He sees that as success, and it's not just with ours, but other ministries that have been able to move into mm. that. He's been, he's opened up his building because he's like for the kingdom, and I love that. Um, and so for us, that's worked because we thought that year one. We would come in and take over the world. It's dynamic, yeah. Yeah, and then God humbled me and realized that there was a lot I needed to learn. 
that there was no way like you said uh when we were talking before is that you think you want this dog but once you catch him what are you going to do with this barking yeah. dog once you catch him and at that time had i gotten the church that i wanted there was no way that i could have that capacity to lead these people because there was so much that i needed to learn in the past 10 years uh that i'm barely scratching the surface mm -hmm. and so being able to come into a space that they have opened up for me to learn and fail and grow and just try different things I man i'm just like i said i'm just scratching the surface of what it really means and so um and so what I thought I wanted, there was no way I was ready for that. Well, you know, brother, one of the mm. things that always uh, challenges of a church, new church plant, is the finances, mm -hmm. money. Always, it's always money, right? So, right. like in in the case of, of let's say, uh, Sammy, I know you've started a church before, and and Herb as well. Can you guys chime in on how how uh, using a, a a lease space or a rented space or a borrowed space helps with the finances? in a new church start or a new church plant. Yeah, so I think, I, you know, every every church has its own personality, its own character, and its own direction. Um, I remember when we first started, uh, we have we had no money. Um, uh, Lord brought me out of, out of Dallas, well, actually San Antonio, to go to Houston and go start a church in Houston. And uh, after starting a church in Houston, man, we had we had nothing at all. Mm -hmm. So uh, what we did is we just, uh, we asked a, a Ryan's restaurant if we could reserve every Sunday... Uh, the, the, little, the little back banquet room, and and that's that's how we started, uh, with no money down, and uh, and just and, and just literally eating there. just eating there. <laughs> So, so the reality is, is that uh, is that your tithing offering was a was a ten dollar plate, and 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 free thank you Jesus free rolls, right? Uh, so that, that that was the dynamics of how we did things uh, in Houston. And of course, later on, as you begin to grow, um, you begin to fill out as, exactly what you're able to do financially, especially when it comes to whether it be a storefront or something of that nature. I think what happens one of the biggest the biggest misconceptions of every congregation, especially a new, especially a new church start, is how they have to have a building, they have to do this, they have to right. do that. When the reality is, is that sometimes we we bite off more than we can chew, mm -hmm. and we'll wind up putting our congregations in a situation where they're trying to they're trying to pay more than they are even worshiping yeah. more, right? right. So yeah. so whatever. So what we did, we went from Ryan's restaurant again to a uh, to a community center. Uh, and the community center basically said, "Well, look, if you can help us with our after-school programs, uh, we'll we'll let you do this thing for a hundred bucks a month." And we helped them with their after-school programs. Mm -hmm. So it helped us to help them, and they helped us at the same time. Yeah, because that's one of the things that we're seeing: is the partnerships that are coming out in this new trends. There's a lot of partnerships with church plants, nonprofits, uh, even non-Christian uh, uh, businesses that are willing to open up the space. Herb, when that's you, right. When you, when you, now that you're, you know, have planted the church and, and you're in there, well, how, how, how has that helped you not having to have that financial burden as you start and learn the things you've learned about church planning? It was huge because it takes it takes the weight off, so I'm able to focus on areas of ministry uh, that that otherwise would, would would have burdened me with the finances. But and and not only that, but I don't know if. Uh, you know, if if I'm if I'm accurate here, but I feel like we've also been able to be a blessing oh, to yeah, the church definitely. as well, yeah, yeah. Uh, being able to bring ideas together, and so it's almost, uh, you know. We, we come into it, and it's almost like a baby. At first, a baby can do nothing for you. Mm. Uh, but as the baby begins to grow, mm. and, uh, and then they're able to contribute. And so I think that, you know, we, we did, we, we took a lot of time and space in the beginning. But uh, as we've been able to grow, we've been able to use some of our resources to help what's there and build, build what God is doing in the, in the church. Yeah, and, and the other churches that have come through there, it's been amazing because they've come in and they've like, 
absolutely ideas and their understanding of, of technology and other things that that we wouldn't have had if those guys hadn't come through so right yeah you know, also I, I think that uh, Sammy said something then I'll come back to to uh, to herb mm -hmm. but Sammy said something about the community center uh, I'm sure uh, Sammy that um, uh, just the fact that you were there doing uh, after school programs that put you in a network of individuals that do not know Christ. Mm -hmm. And so that automatically gives the, the church uh, those people that need to know the Lord, and you, now you're connecting with people that are lost, mm -hmm. lost people. Absolutely. And th that's a good thing. No, absolutely. Matter of fact, what we, wanted, what we wanted to do is we saw it as a great way of creating dynamic relationship. If we're able to create relationship in such a way, matter of fact, the director of the community center became a member of our church. Amen. We baptized her and her wow. daughter. And so not only that, you have teachers and other after-school programs mm -hmm. that, would, that would go in there, whether it be football, soccer, um, computer. Uh, these teachers became members of our church. Beautiful. And, so, and, and then when we left the community center, what was great about it, they followed us to the next place. Wow. It was not just there in the community center. So yes, if we can create dynamic relationships with community, you, there's your community. Yeah. Um, and and, and uh, basically, we'll utilize you, and, and you utilize us, and we'll create yeah. this structure. So, yeah. and, Which leads me in my observation with um, the springs where uh, George Ramirez is the pastor and uh, Herb Hellbison with uh, 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 Exchange Life. Uh, because you're working together, then there is a, uh, there's a people that attend there that maybe uh, may feel more attracted to George as opposed to your church, right. and yet it is new people. It is people that are coming to know the Lord. And then I understand that there is a Hispanic church also that you guys had started there yeah. at the Springs. Mm -hmm. So now you've got three congregations worshiping in one building, right. and yet you have... Um, uh, you have a a, a, a a network of people that you get to really pick from. It you know not that you don't want to knock on doors. It just means that people are coming to knock on your door. <laughs> you know, does that make any sense? It makes sense. And, and I mean, I'm, I'll, talk to, I'll ask Herbert what, how has that? In other words, the the fact of people coming in to your church, you know, without having without having to, uh, you know have an expectation as far as like, you know, okay, well, we're trying to build over here or go over here and they can just, you know, it's already set. It's walking into that. How has that, how has that helped you? Um, it's been, it's been huge. Like I, uh, like I was, had mentioned earlier, um, for us being able to just focus in on discipleship, um, you know, some of the people that are coming in have never had a relationship with God ever in their life. And mm. so, um, you know, there's, there's something huge to be said. And, and I know we're going to talk about it, um, in another podcast, but um, I mean, financially, mm -hmm. uh, just being able to uh, go after their heart instead of their money mm -hmm. first. I mean, and not that we're ever going after their money, right. you know, we challenge people to give because that's putting God first, of course, but, you know, I'm, I'm after their heart. I'm after, you know, and so that takes a lot of the pressure off of just being able to disciple them and, and grow them. And it'll be years before they might ever give. And, you know, as <laughs> a church planner, I got to be okay with that because I'm after their heart shepherding them and and that's that's that that's what comes first mm. it's 
good. Not me, bro. I tell them to give, bro. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, that's you know, good. Well, those are those are good trends, and we're seeing it here at the uh, at at Saba. I'm learning some things from uh, our church planners how they're moving in a direction far beyond uh, the time when I uh, first started planning churches. I mean, man, th- this stuff is way ahead of mm. way ahead of the time when when I started planning churches. Uh, not that both uh, were not good; it's just that one is um, good at the time, and now there's other other well, times. Because I, I was saying, I think the trend is: do we do we actually need a set building in order to do ministry? Going going into the future, is that is that a necessity? Not anymore. Matter of fact, uh, you know, if I, if I go back, yeah, I started my church when I was twenty two years old. I'm forty six now, uh-huh. and if I would have started the if I would start a church the way I started it twenty something years ago uh-huh. to today, uh-huh. I wouldn't make it. It's 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 a different it's a different thing. It's a different yeah. ball game. Yeah. It's a different mindset, mm-hmm. different generation, different different um, social class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I think we're seeing um, that it's less and less now focused on a building, mm-hmm. and it's more and more how can you grab people together mm-hmm. in certain in certain concepts, certain ideas, certain ways. Yeah. So yeah. So I, so I get to answer your question. No, I don't think there. Because before it used to be, you know, everybody would focus, be fixated on a building. You yes. Know, we, we need a building. We need a building. We need a building, and that was all. Right. But now I think the new church planners are are seeing that you know what, we can. We can have church anywhere. Yeah, okay. my, my 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 son-in-law just real quick, my son-in-law to be uh, John. Um, he was just in Spokane, Washington, mm-hmm. and he uh, met with he he was with a church mm-hmm. who meets outside across from a Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. It is thirty degrees outside with little snow flurries falling down, and over three hundred people show up on this on, wow. on, on, for that service. Yeah. Yeah. So That's so you're I'm talking about a completely mm-hmm. different focus. Yeah. Nowadays, I mean man, we'll get we'll complain if our church building brothers too cold, put turn off the fans. <laughs> These people are outside thirty degree thirty yeah. degree weather and there's three hundred people in there. Yeah. So yeah. so so no, I don't think there there there, there needs to be right. a necess, necessity of a dynamic building, right, if you will. Right. As long as you have a dynamic group of individuals who are willing, willing to work together, and I think that's a trend absolutely. of the mind of the of the, of the yeah. church planner today. You know that it's that it's like okay, it's not about if we do get a building, wonderful. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's not like it's not necessarily the it's not necessarily like the 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 goal. The goal mm-hmm. is not the building. You know, and I think that's good because in the past it was it was, yeah. and, and and you know that's because you know there was a lot of need for. Or what they think, what they thought was discipleship space, mm-hmm. or whatever, they would need different rooms, mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, and that's not the case anymore. You know, yeah, and, and if we were to hear from um, from our uh, house church pastors or house church leaders, uh, my goodness, uh, they're not about the building; they're about multi- multiplying. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're about um, you know they'll meet at homes, and uh, and and we have um, uh, we have just so many um, what is it? Um, Excuses as to why we can't do it, but these guys always find an answer. Uh-huh. You know how how large uh, should a house church be? Well, they say as large as your your living room. How large is your living room? Well, I can fit twenty people. Well, twenty people, but from there, then you just move on to multiply to another house church and another house church and another house church. Well, that's that's pretty biblical. You know, they went from house to house, mm-hmm. and uh, in the New Testament, yeah. and so. Um, yeah, there's some people in 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 America where we live uh-huh. 
they're going to love the, the flitter and the glitter of a building. And uh, we justify it this way. Yeah. Oh, God needs uh, you know, all kinds of churches. You know, I mean, it's almost like, uh, man, we, we like both sides of the fence. Yeah. You know? yeah. But somewhere along the line, there's a New Testament model. Exactly. That's good. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I love what you were talking about with that, uh, with Planned Parenthood, because it's not just a dynamic group of people, but a dynamic cause. Yeah. And I think that more than ever, people want to be surrounded themselves with a cause that they can give their life to, something bigger than themselves. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's good, if, if the building that's right. is, the, is, the, is the top of that, I don't think that's enough for people to see that I'm going to give my life to this. But so the, the building can come. I mean, you know, beautiful. If you got the building, you don't. But the cause is actually, I think, is going to create the, the way to be able to meet wherever you're going to meet because people want to be a part of, of, of life. That's change, good, Herb. Absolutely right. That's right. You want to be a part of a cause, bro. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, people are looking to be more a part of a movement, uh, a moment, you know, as opposed to something that is, uh, that is structured, you know, of, of, of just, you know, trying, to, trying to, to get a goal of a building or get a goal of, of, a, uh, of a ministry that's not really making a difference in anybody's life. People looking for authenticity. And that's why the trend is, I think the trend is going that way more. You're going to see more churches popping up in, you name it. You just, you know, coffee shops, uh, uh, restaurants, you know, mm-hmm. uh, churches using churches, uh, you know, community centers. Offices. Offices, wherever, 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 you know, people can meet. You're going to see more of that, I think, in the, in the, in the, in the future. And I think that's a good thing because I think it's going to make, it's going to take, it's going to, it's going to put the focus where it needs to be on, on reaching people for Christ, not on a building. That's right. Well, we're, we're glad that uh, we're here at, uh, with Sabbath Talks and we have um, uh, shared with you today um, some trends in the area of church planting. And we thank the guys around the table today and uh, we'll go right on in to our next segment of um, Sabbath Talks. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Sabbath Talks podcast. We look forward to continuing our conversation next time in hopes of better connecting, encouraging, and